0: No, no, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's Just a picture of my hand in front of my face. And I am. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, on three platforms. One, two, three. Three platforms. Count them three. Not one, not two, but three platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, welcome to Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. I am the Tony Visick mentioned in the title. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time, which currently is uh, uh, Pacific time. But after daylight saving time is over, we'll be back to mountain time. You just got to keep track. You can't know the game without the players. You know what time it is where you are, though, and it's time for everybody to start jumping in here. Tina and Mike Lawson, everyone, come on in. Come on in, the whole Living on a Thin Line family. We're going to talk about good stuff today. We got good rocking at 2 p.m. We come to you on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com strictly for your listening pleasure. YouTube Comedy Schools for for a wide shot. Uh, although we don't really push that and no one watches there, but we have it for posterity. And here on Facebook Live, uh, the show is built around normally two or three things. Those three things are, those three things are, hello Champ de Blasio, those three things are um, your questions and comments right here on Facebook Live, right here where you, uh, you mention things or say things and we try to answer you back. Right here, and then also uh, sometimes we have a knickknack or doodad, our trinket, that uh, our memento, or something that's near and dear to us from the past or the recent past, and we try to weave a story around it. And then we recommend uh, one to two artists, our piece of music based on our vast vinyl album and compact disc collection. We haven't even dug into the garage yet to find our audio cassettes because we have some fun stuff there. Um, so, yeah, it's Friday, and you know that, and I know that. And, uh, you know, the craziness is seeping down. The craziness is seeping down. Uh, by the way, uh, Jim Perry from uh, JP's Comedy Club, which just got its brand-new official light-up neon sign, no more of that paper sign hanging over our building, Jimmy, Jimmy, but a, uh, uh, a brand-new beautiful neon sign. And this weekend, man, if you want to see something funny... If you want to see someone good, if you want to see someone who makes you go, ooh, wow, we like that guy, head on over to J.P.'s Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona, and check out Keith Ellis. Keith is one of the funniest guys in the red-hot Phoenix comedy scene. I don't even say local Phoenix comedy scene. It's a scene. Just like uh, when uh, the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane and Quicksilver and all those guys were playing in San Francisco. They called it the local San Francisco scene. They called it the San Francisco scene. It's the same here. It's the same here. Uh, A lot of what I see going on here is uh, my good friend Argus Hamilton is featured somewhat on a documentary that's on Showtime right now. uh, That's the uh, history of the Comedy Store. I see so many old friends on there. The Comedy Store means a lot to me, although I didn't spend much time there. Uh, But one of my dearest friends from before comedy and all the way through till now, Argus Hamilton's on it. And the energy and excitement that was there in the mid and late 70s, a lot of that I think that we have here in the Phoenix comedy scene. I really do. We don't have a central club like the Comedy Store, the Improv, that is dedicated to the development strictly of artists. But J.P.'s Comedy Club comes closest to it because of the number of open mic nights that Jim does and our dedication right now to strictly using headliners who live... Uh, In the uh, greater Arizona area, there are so many great national headliners that live in the greater Arizona area, they travel over the country, they do television, they do all this stuff, Uh, but they live here (coughs) as opposed to uh, Hollywood or uh, 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 a three-story walk up in Times Square, I'm talking about myself when I lived in Times Square, Um, they live here and we're dedicated to showcasing those artists. Unfortunately, a lot of times when someone opens up the club, they think in order to uh, showcase talent, they have to bring people in from some other city, thinking there's some sort of magic. Um, And yeah, of course, we'll bring people in from other cities. And of course, there'll be magic, but we've got so many great ones here. Keith Ellis, two more shows tonight, two shows Saturday, 7 and 9. For tickets, go to jpscomedyclub.com. Also, as long as I'm doing an advertisement uh, this Monday night, this Monday night, 7:30 PM will be your last time uh, for an entire month, ladies and gentlemen, to check out uh, my comedy workshops, absolutely free. Come on over to JP's Comedy Club this Monday night at 7:30, and I'll be doing a free audit of my stand-up comedy workshops. No hard sell, no big push. We lay out the program, then it's up to you. Okay, Uh, back to what I was talking about. The weirdness is seeping down. The weirdness is truly seeping down. So. A couple of years ago, I decided to run for uh, a seat on the board of directors of my homeowner association. I really like where I live. It's a really beautiful place with nice homes. that are affordable. And they're nice. And there were some things going on in the community that I thought could be better, and I ran, and I won. And since I've been on this board, we've made an incredible amount of improvements to the community. What we haven't done is go after every single homeowner all the time, nonstop, to the point of driving them to distraction, which is what most homeowners associations do. We have made it a wonderful, beautiful place to live, and for that, I am being killed on social media. Killed on social media. I got a guy calling me a cockroach. I got a guy kind of lying about me, lying about me, and saying I said things I didn't say. They want to get rid of this entire board, which is made up of uh, at least two people who, uh, if this community loses them, they lose valuable people. Um, and we've got close to two, we've got south of 2,000 homes, but we've got about 1,800 homes. We've got 44 to 50 acres of green space. We've got all these wonderful amenities, and we're being attacked for improving them and trying to improve people's lives. We're being attacked because we're not going after people and waiting out of their, outside of their house and seeing if they leave their trash can out one minute longer than they're supposed to. We're being attacked because if someone's walking down the street and kicks gravel onto the sidewalk in someone's home and they don't run out and notice it right away, then we don't find them or put a violation on them. We're being attacked for that. And it's weird because it's, it's a homeowner's association. It's a voluntary thing. I almost didn't run this time. I told, uh, I told my wife, I go, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about maybe we got the new club in Gilbert. We got all these good things going on. Um, maybe I just won't run this time and uh, um, I was kind of talked into it, and I thought, okay, all right, I'll put in two more years, finish what we did, get a public restroom in the park. Giant park, no public restroom. Old people up there have to cut their walk short. Kids playing have to run home. Parents with their kids have to run home. Someone has a picnic there. There's no restroom. We're going to put a public restroom in. People have lost their minds over that. They have lost their minds over that. Uh, And so much of it is personal. Uh, They didn't all hate me, but they hated people I liked, and now they hate me too. Um, Go to Maricopa Meadows Community, Maricopa Meadows Community on Facebook to see a lot of the uh, vileness is being uh, hitched our way. So um, I was explaining to my daughter. She goes, well, that must hurt you. And I go, yeah, it hurts. It hurts whenever you see horrible things about yourself in print. It hurts when you see lies but i've had it i've had it there was the uh now infamous legendary new times article in 2005 or 2006 where a club owner attacked me and said uh that i was a uh, racist misogynist and homophobic and everybody who knew me laughed like hell and they go is, is he talking about tony wow he must have made up a tony uh i've had uh, competitors go after me on facebook and not because of anything particularly that i did but each and every one of them have either gone out of business or were fired uh, because if you've got that kind of poisoning your soul, um, you might be able to infect a lot of people for a while, but eventually it'll come back at you. So I've outlasted all my competitors, and I'll outlast these good folks too. But if you want to see some of the horrible things that are being said about us, go to uh, Maricopa Meadows Community, to that uh, Facebook page, and you'll be uh, you, those of you that know me will be uh, surprised. By what you see. And I'm going, why did I put myself through this? You know, it's a nice day. You know, I get a nice house. You know, I love my wife. I got everything I want here. You know, my daughter's coming to visit today. But you do it because it's the right thing to do. You do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, Okie doke. Um, him watching news a lot i saw some of uh i didn't really catch joe biden or donald trump's uh town halls here's the thing though and i'm gonna get off that i got two great pieces of music to uh share share with you today um there was supposed to be a debate donald trump got covid because he got covid the debate commission said they wanted it to be virtual donald trump said no i won't i won't i won't i won't Joe and Donald and uh, Joe Biden said, fine, I'll just do a town hall on my own on that particular night. And so he did on ABC. Meanwhile, Donald Trump goes, I'm better. I'm whole. I'm cured. It's a miracle. And uh, then he calls NBC and goes, I want to do a town hall exactly when Joe Biden is. So <laughs> Donald Trump does a town hall on NBC, NBC Samantha Guthrie is the uh, uh, moderator, and it's the first time in forever that Donald Trump wasn't able to control the nature of the debate because he wasn't on Fox News or something. He gets his ass handed to him, and then he complains. What did he think was gonna happen if he went on NBC? And that he was gonna be asked hard questions by somebody who wasn't a uh, sycophant. Crazy times, ladies and gentlemen, crazy times indeed. Crazy times, crazy times indeed. I want to talk about uh, two really cool p- pieces of music today. We're going to go a little short today because I gotta go to the airport and get my daughter. But um, we're going to talk about someone here that you don't know. And just to talk about the, how fleeting fame is. You know, I talk to a lot of the uh, young artists that I work with. And now I'm an old enough artist uh, that I've known. Uh, ma- I know many old artists. I've uh, lived long enough to see people who had great fortune and fame Lose that uh, fortune, or uh, see that fame slip away, or even to pass away. This album's like one of those weird albums I find and I pick up. And it's a pretty cool cover, okay? And I can't tell you where I got it—some record store somewhere—and um, it's called "Where Blues of the 20s Number One, 1924 to 1929." And man, if you want to hear rock and roll being birthed. If you want to hear the music that you love, Robert Mata says, didn't you say COVID made up, made home 20% stronger? Uh, I'm not quite sure what you type, Robert, but I agree. <laughs> but if you want to hear, if you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a baby being born. I haven't, but I've been close. Uh, I've been close. Uh, I, I showed up, uh, the closest I ever came is when our grandson Sulla was born, showed up like an hour later. And, man, they look pretty darn new. But I know a lot of you have actually uh, either given birth or have witnessed a birth. And if you want to hear something that is akin to the sound a woman makes giving birth and a child crying and the excited gasp of a father watching, then you want to listen to blues from 1924 and 1929. you got to remember that recorded music was incredibly young then itself. Now, there's a lot of people on here, okay, um, that, uh, uh, hold on, I'm going to grab the album here. There's a lot of people on here that we're going to talk about later, but today we're going to talk about one in particular. Blind Richard Yates, Virginia Liston, Jenny Pope, right? Never heard any of them, but they recorded in the 1920s. Grant Wilson, George, Georgia Tom and Tampa Red, Bobby Legan and Robert Cooksey, Coletha Simpson- But the final cut on side one is by the incomparable Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters was one of the greatest blues singers of all time. Not only is she a great blues singer, she was an important person in the history of 20th century America. We're talking about a black woman who was married at the age of 13, that went on to be the very first black woman on television way back in 1939, the very first black woman, the second, excuse me, second black woman to be nominated for an Academy Award, a woman who had it all and lost it all several times, And passed away at the age of 80 years old in none other than one of the old towns I used to live in, Chatsworth, California. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ethel Waters, okay? And uh, I was reading about her, and I'm just looking for cool personal stuff to tell you about her, okay? Uh, she wrote a, a biography called Eyes on the Sparrow. Um, she did a lot of crazy stuff, but I'm just looking for her career here just to tell you a little bit more um, she, would, uh, she worked at the Cotton Club. She toured with Bessie Smith. Um, she was a big Broadway star. Kirk Nermy, Ma Rainey, great African-American blues singer, vintage 1920s. Yeah, sure. And then the subject of uh, the musical um, on Broadway a number of years back, Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom. Um, what else did she was so important? She became the first African-American woman to uh, host her own television show before the debut of Nat King Cole in 1956. Um, and she was nominated for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for the film Pinky. Now the f- film Pinky is so cool. If you ever get a chance and you're flipping around late at night and you see that the movie Pinky is on, Pinky is about a white girl trying to pass for black in the South and was directed by the incomparable Aliyah Kazan. A a very complex and complicated man. The same man who directed uh, uh, Streetcar Named Desire and uh, um, On the Waterfront. Okay, One of the great American artists of the 20th century. So Ethel Waters did it all and then lost it all. And then by walking in at 61 years of age to a Billy Graham crusade and singing and finding Jesus had her career and, if you believe her soul, resurrected. So uh, I'm trying to look here at some of the songs that she did that you would already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those people in the 50s, man, the IRS went after everybody and went after back taxes. Um, she uh, had a big hit in 1925 with Sweet Georgia Brown. If you know the Harlem Globetrotters, there's their theme, uh, theme song. She had a big hit in 1927 with Am I Blue, a, a song that I really love. Am I blue, you'd be too. Uh, 1929, big hit with um, uh, Gershwin's I Got Rhythm, Uh, 1931, big hit with Stormy Weather, on and on and on. One of, she was as well known from the 40s until probably the 60s in America as any star you can think of today, and died broke at the age of 80 in Chatsworth, California, What's the lesson? It's the moment for all you artists out there. It's the moment you hit that note. It's the no- moment you tell that joke. It's, a, it's the moment that you hit that mark right as an actor. It's that moment as a photographer that you take that picture. That's what counts. That's what counts. There is no immortality. You realize that in Rome during ancient times, there was probably some singer who was so popular that he was popular for like 300 years. Now we don't know who he is. The song we're recommended today is going to be kind of hard to find, okay, and it's obscure. So in this, instead of uh, recommending whatever hits, we're going to recommend uh, the one off this album. By the way, the name of the album, if you want to look it up, is "Where Blues of the 20s Number One Historical Records." It's on the Historical Records uh, label, and the Ethel Waters tune is "Tell 'Em About Me." Tell 'Em About Me. So if you want to hear what records sounded like at the beginning. You may have heard them before in some movie about the depression or something. They got something playing in the background. Or, you know, you've seen movies like, uh, uh, um, God, what is it, Harlem Nights, something like that, or Cotton Club that kind of uh, tries to capture that area. era. And then there's uh, um, uh, really well-produced versions of those songs. If you want to hear it raw, if you want to hear what was considered the epitome of recording, you go back and listen to this Ethel Waters tune and go, wow, that was the beginning of it all. While that was going on, there were people down in Memphis and Bristol, Tennessee, uh, rec- uh, putting out articles and uh, putting out ads in newspapers, going, looking to record authentic American folk singers and singers, and uh, the Carter family was pulling up with a wagon to record. All this was going on in the 20s. So much of what we experience and live today began 100 years ago, and Ethel Waters was a big part of it. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, Ethel Waters is your mama. So check her out. You're going to love her. Um, one other album I want to talk about today. And I should give these, these guys should get like a whole two hours or something. Oh, I don't do two hours. But here it is. Um, and this is one that a lot more of uh, uh, my audience will be familiar with. One that was very popular at one time. Here it is. The first album by Poco. Poco. Now, how did they become named Poco? Does anybody know? Anybody out there in uh, living uh, living on a thin line land? No. The original name of the band was Pogo. Pogo. After the famous cartoon of the time, comic strip, weekly Sunday comic strip in the newspapers. The uh, uh, the syndicate that controlled uh, Pogo are the uh, are Walt Kelly. Who created Pogo actually sent them a cease and desist letter saying you cannot use our name for your band, and it became Poco. The original lineup for Poco was Jim Messina, Rusty Young, Richie Fure, George Grantham, and Timothy B. Schmidt. These guys, as much as anyone, changed what was being listened to on rock radio in the late 60s, early 70s. That weird crux of time. When so many of our artists, so many of the artists that we loved as teenagers had just done so many drugs that they'd lost their minds and go, we just got to get back to the roots, man. And Dylan put out Nashville Skyline. And the Dylan and the Grateful Dead put out um, the Grateful Dead put out uh, uh, Working Man's Dead. You know, and uh, uh, all of a sudden there was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, and there was also Poco. Poco was often, uh, they joke around, was the farm band For the Eagles, because guys from the Eagles came from it. This was a coming together of the Buffalo Springfield, a few other groups. Uh, And these guys went on to do some uh, famous stuff afterwards. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, of course, is still with the Eagles today. Timothy B. Schmidt is still with the Eagles today. Uh, Jim Messina, um, I believe, went on with uh, uh, Loggins and is now uh, with Loggins and Messina. I was logging the machine. Has been there for a long time. Uh, Richie Fury, of course, his own incredible career. The guy who stayed with them the longest was Rusty Young, but the music he put out was a rock, fun-filled, different, syncopated sound like nothing we'd heard on the radio before. And where I grew up in uh, St. Louis, where I grew up in Jefferson County, where I grew up, where rivers are as much a part of your life as your daily breakfast. There was something of the sound of the river and sound of the soil and sound of the heartland without all the ugliness of the heartland, only the beauty of the heartland, They came through in Poco Records. So um, I'm going to look here. It's going to be easier on here. Man, I've listened to this record a hundred times. A hundred times. Um, side one, hurry up. You better think twice. Honky tonk downstairs. Keep on believing. Anyway, bye-bye. And what's cool is uh, this band is a favorite of both my uh, wife's and I's, and we will listen to them, or even a later version where Paul, Paul Cotton was the main creative force. Don't Let Pass By, Nobody's Fool, um, El Tanto de Nadie Regresa, and those are the songs on this first album. And the song that blasted out of the radio when I was 14, 15 or so, that made you go, wow, there's something else going on in rock music was You Better Think Twice. Don't you think, Cheryl, of all of these, that would be the one to recommend? So if you knew Poco and you love Poco, and I must have seen seen Poco 10 times because oftentimes they were the opening act for a bigger band, or they were in town on their own. Um, And I I particularly like the Paul Cotton version. That's probably when I started seeing them because this lineup didn't last long. But if you want to hear something that just kicks some hippie ass, if you want to hear music that Later in life, Dwight Yoakam himself discovered and still talks about like uh, the music you hear in a church coming out of a cathedral. Then you want to listen to Poco and you want to listen to You Better Think Twice. If you were a kid in the early 70s, it'll bring back some wonderful memories. If you're a kid now, just like me, going back and listening to Ethel Waters going, wow, what was that world like? And being able to understand it a little bit just by listening to her music You'll be able to understand that era of the early 1970s a little better when you listen to Poco. Young rock and roll kids, people who were in hard rock bands, people who were in bands like Buffalo Springfield and The Birds and bands like that, coming together and creating something completely new and completely different, that hybrid that became known as country rock. That's where we could be, all of us back there in that time and that place, could still soar like eagles while being able to hold on to our roots. And that all sustained us till Waylon and Willie came along. But that's another story we're going to tell you later on. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm back Sunday, off tomorrow, Sunday, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.